Pinna. Welcome to Podcasters U. Hi, Pinna Podcasters. In this episode of Podcasters U, we're going to talk about, well, talk it. More specifically, podcasts that feature interviews. My co-host for today is Jack Byrne, host of One Small Act. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? I am doing very, very well. How are you? I'm awesome. So, a fun fact, as we are recording this, I'm actually in your home country of Australia, in Perth. And to make things even weirder, I'm recording not far from your US home. I'm in New York City right now. Tell the Empire State Building that I said hi, and that the wallabies here are way better than the squirrels there. (laughs) What's been your favorite thing on your American vacation so far? I would definitely have to say Disney World and New York City. And how about you, Jeremy? What's been the best part of your Australian holiday? I love seeing the Tassie Devils in Tasmania. As you know, it's like a marsupial that has one of the strongest bites of any mammal in the world. I saw this firsthand at Cradle Mountain when I witnessed screaming Tassie Devils eating wallabies for dinner. They yelled louder than my sisters fighting over the last McDonald's french fry, or what you would call a Macker's chip. It's wild that we can podcast with each other from opposite sides of the earth. But you have lots of experience with that on One Small Act, right? Can you talk a bit about the show? Yeah, definitely. And a Macca's chip, I would definitely fight over that. One Small Act is a show all about kindness. Each episode is about a different way of being kind. And I interview kindness champions who are truly making the world a better place. Here's a clip. But what can we do to end bullying worldwide, Kavanaugh? By spreading kindness and spreading positivity, or if you really want to spread a lot of positivity, you can start making care packs like I did during COVID. A bunch of people started donating to me from all around the country and one even in Australia. This guy is obsessed with kindness. I love it. Before we get ahead of ourselves, we should talk about what we mean by interview podcasts. Yes, definitely. In some ways, we're doing one right now. Hey, I guess you're right, because interview podcasts are really just the recorded back-and-forth conversation between two or more people, where a host is asking questions for guests to answer. Right, and with the right questions, you can get your guests to share all kinds of information with your audience. On One Small Act, we want to get our guests to share information about their acts of kindness, in a way that people listen, feeling like they can do it too. What's your experience like doing interviews on Time for Kids Explains? The other kid reporters and I would interview Time journalists about news stories they researched and wrote. It's a great way to learn about the news from someone who really knows what they're talking about. Here's a clip of an interview I did before. Can you please explain what an NFT is? Sure. The boring answer is that an NFT is just a file type, like a JPEG or a PDF. But it's sort of like the like the Pokemon evolution to one of those. So the ways that make it different is, for one, whereas like a PDF can only hold a document, an NFT can hold all sorts of things, not just images, but GIFs, videos, music. Yeah, all sorts of digital files. For the shows we do, Jack... We have producers that prepare questions for the interviews. 
Yeah, it's important to have questions written ahead of time. You've done some interviews for your own podcast, Explore with Jeremy IRL, right? How did you prepare for those? So first, I actually explore the National Park Visitor Center or museum where I'm doing the interview. That's my way of doing background research. If the interview is over the phone, I usually Google to learn about the place, the guest, and their work. Secondly, I write a list of 10 questions for my guest. I start off with very general questions that allow guests to share what they know. Based on what they say, I can ask more specific questions so it flows just like our conversation. Sometimes, if the guest knows something different, the direction of the podcast can take an entirely different direction. Jack, do you have any interview tips? I would say to let the guest speak so you can put yourself in their shoes, allowing you to look at the situation easier. Who's the most memorable person you've interviewed so far? I would have to say Kavanaugh Bell. He started and runs an organisation called Cool and Dope, where they do amazing things in his community. It all started with a little idea to help others, and from there he's done so many amazing things, from filling community fridges and helping the elderly during lockdowns. He is awesome. What about you, Jeremy? For me, it was probably Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the Center for Disease Control, or CDC. She was so inspirational, yet calm, in the middle of this tornado-like pandemic. The vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds had just been approved for emergency use, and she explained how the vaccine was developed and how kids could learn more about it. I remember I was literally shaking before the interview because Time Magazine video recorded it for its website. Do you ever get nervous during interviews? How do you deal with it? I definitely get nervous all the time, but I think when you're nervous, it means you care about something. So when I think about being nervous, I turn it into excitement, and then I have so much fun when I'm doing my interviews. That is really, really great advice. Interview podcasts can have more than just interviews. Though interviews are a big part of Time for Kids Explains, we also have games, news stories, reviews of books and movies, and even more. Right, and you can also record your podcast by doing interviews with people, but then edit it into something that feels really different. You can also create fictional interviews. And Jack, you've got someone there in the studio that can talk about different ways of turning interviews into podcasts. That's right. I'm about to interview the interviewer, podcast creator, writer and producer, Sam Nissen. Hi, Sam. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Jack. Good to meet you too. You've made a bunch of shows, but let's start with the totally unauthorised Minecraft fan show. Can you describe the show to people who may not have heard of it? Well, the big idea behind the totally unauthorised Minecraft fan show is to have kids talk about Minecraft in their own words. Now, in my humble opinion, Minecraft is the best game for kids ever made. But Kids play it in all different ways, right? It appeals to four-year-olds. It appeals to teenagers. Some people love to build. Some people love to fight. So the idea behind the show is to just get all those stories, get kids' strategies and ideas, um, and basically share them with other kids, and hopefully the, the listeners find that relatable. What was your process like to make the show? How did the interviews work? Well, every episode would have its own topic. So the topic might be pets or building an amusement park or the nether. So the first thing I would do is I would just do some research on that because I've played, but I don't know enough detail to totally 
just walk into those interviews cold. So I'd start with some research, and then I'd come in with a list of questions for the kids. You know, it'd be like a, a page of maybe 20 different questions to ask. But once the interviews started, I basically put that list aside and let the interview go wherever it wanted to. Because the idea really is to get the kids to talk as much as possible about their favorite parts, about what's important to them. You know, I didn't want the interviews to have like a, doesn't want to have like a classroom feel where it's like I ask a question and you you give me, yeah. Um, And in fact, I think that the more the kids were talking and the less I was talking, the better. So what I would try to do is sort of just go with the flow on the interviews. Like if a kid, if if I came in and asked them about the favorite castle they ever built, but suddenly they want to talk about nether fortresses. Okay, that's what we'll talk about. Awesome. So once you had the interviews recorded, how did you turn them into a podcast? So the first thing that we would do is we'd take those interviews and send them to a professional service to be transcribed. So we'd get the whole interview written out. So now I've got this big, long, 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 long document. And what I would do is I would literally just cut and paste those bits of speech together. And if you listen to the show, like the order of the show it's in is not the order of the interviews at all. It's like pieces from all over. And where it worked, it sort of told a story. We don't hear you on the Minecraft podcast. How does that work? It's funny you ask that, Jack, because I would always explain that to the the kids I was interviewing. I would tell them, you're going to be on the show, but I'm not going to be on the show. But the way it would work is that once we would sort of cut the audio apart and put it into a script that made sense, we got a professional voiceover host who would sort of fill my role. Here's a clip. One thing to remember about zombies is there are a lot of different types. Watch out for the little ones. The baby zombie. They're actually stronger than the adult zombie. It makes no sense. They're smaller. They run faster. Um... They have a big head and big eyes, and that's it. The scariest mob in the game to me is a baby zombie because he keeps on punching you, and he's five times as fast as you, and then he just keeps on punching you, and eventually you will die. And you've been able to use that interview production style to make other shows too, right? Yeah, we did one called uh, the Totally Unauthorized Pokemon and one Totally Unauthorized Video Game Fan Show. And basically, we were just trying to to hit on topics that kids are really passionate about, that they'd have a lot to say about. You've made another show where the interviewer and guests are completely made up. Can you talk about Kyle's Wild World? How did you choose an interview format for that podcast? Well, we wanted to do a show with just lots of amazing facts about animals. So we kind of had the idea, well, okay, what if all of these animals could just talk about themselves and share their own amazing facts? So that's kind of how we came to the idea of doing it as an interview show. What are the challenges and benefits of writing a fictional interview podcast? Uh, The biggest benefit, I think, is that we really had a lot of freedom to sort of let the animals express their personalities. Like you find a given animal, what is a chameleon like? What's a hippopotamus like? The biggest challenge actually was, I think, any scene that had sort of like physical action in it. So it's not just two people talking or a person and an animal in this case. Any scene with with physical action, it could be really hard to communicate like what's going on in the scene. 
Like even something as simple as someone leaves the room, you know, you have to hear, then maybe a door slams just to communicate that they came in and out. Who was your favorite animal guest to write for? That's hard because I liked a lot of them. I think if I had to pick one favorite, it was Rosie, who's Kyle's pet hamster, because she's got like this really big personality. Because, you know, like a hamster compared Mm. to like a a cheetah or an elephant is sort of an ordinary animal. But she perceives herself as like this superstar, big opinion. She talks really fast. Um, And she always thinks she's right and she thinks she's doing a great job. So that was that was really fun to write. Rosie the Hamster, welcome to Kyle's Wild World. Thank you for coming on the show. Sure thing, Kyle. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've been wondering. A lot of people have hamsters as pets, but are there any wild hamsters? Tons! We have 18 different species, and we're totally international. There are hamsters from France to Pakistan to China. How did you become such popular pets? Because we're adorbs. Wow, Rosie sounds like such a star. Yeah, she was a star. In fact, she ended up getting her own spin-off show. So she was kind of like the uh, the breakout star from Kyle's Wild World. So she gets her own show called Hamster Hot Takes, where she just gets to talk for a minute or two and just give her strong opinions about whatever is in her hamster brain at that moment. I'm sure she loves that. <laughs> she definitely does. She likes to have the center stage. Any advice for people getting started with an interview podcast? You know, I actually think that the fictional Kyle on the show is a really good model for how to to do that well, because he's got a lot of good attributes. He does a lot of research. He always comes prepared to his interviews. He's really brave about, you know, be talking to a terrifying shark, but (sighs) he's not intimidated. And he's genuinely so enthusiastic about his topic, right? Because if If the interviewer is interested, I think that makes the show interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Fictional podcasts, it's... I didn't even know that you could do that. It's awesome, and I really love what you do. Oh, thank you. Sam, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. There are so many ways to turn interviews into podcasts. As you think about making your interview show... Think about who you'd like to have a conversation with, whether they are real or made up. That's a great starting point. And we've got some great resources for you, including an interview question planner, tips on asking people to do an interview, recording setups, and more. Ask a parent or teacher to visit pinna.fm slash podcastersu for everything you need. That's podcasters plus the letter U. That's also where you can share your episodes with us. We want to hear what you make, and we may feature your episode on Pinna. Jack, thanks so much for joining this episode. Thank you so much for having me, Jeremy. Join me next time when my co-host will be Zoe Marco, co-host of Searching for Wild Thing, and we'll be talking about informational shows. Happy podcasting! Looking for more inspiration to create your own podcast? Pinna has tons of exclusive original podcasts to help you get started on your podcasting journey. From fiction to fact-driven and interview-based to just a fun game to play along to, Pinna's library will be sure to spark your imagination. Head to pinna.fm to create your Pinna full-access account to start listening today.
That's P-I-N-N-A dot F-M. Or you can subscribe to one of the Pinna channels right here on Apple Podcasts to get unlimited access to select kids' podcasts.